You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. Some really big news today is, well, actually it's the only news of the day. Le'Veon Bell has a new home, and it's not that surprising, but, you know, there's other places I thought he might go. This is a perfect fit, though, and I think he'll really excel. He chose the Kansas City Chiefs, and, you know, with how explosive their offense is, with Le'Veon Bell's skill set, what the Chiefs ask of the running backs, he chose a great place, and he's going to have a lot of fantasy value moving forward. I actually think he'll be a top 10 running back in this uh, offense, and there's going to be a lot of people out there saying, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is still going to be a big part of the offense, and now it's going to be kind of a timeshare thing, and Le'Veon Bell will take over some of the roles that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire wasn't able to do, you know, like goal line and stuff. But I don't buy it. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be used this year. They're trying to win back-to-back Super Bowls, and they're going to use them. And it's going to diminish Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's uh, value. And if you're someone that drafted him in the first round, you have to be really disappointed because, you know, if you went to Miami where I thought he was going to go, you know, well, it's Miles Gaskins. You picked him up on as a free agent. So, you know, losing that production is a blow, but not as bad as, you know, where, you know, you didn't invest a lot in picking Miles Gaskin up off the free agent wire. You know, I also thought Buffalo, that was an option. And uh, Miami, Buffalo, and Kansas City were the three, like, last places that uh, Le'Veon Bell was deciding between. And Buffalo would have been a good spot, too. I think he would have fit really well into that offense with, uh, you know, how they try to break it up with, you know, between Singletary and Zach Moss. But uh, I just didn't think he'd want to go to Buffalo in that cold weather, especially he was already in New York. You know, I really thought it it was going to be Miami. But Buffalo would have been a great spot, and, you know, Singletary, you draft him in the middle of the draft, not as big a, of an investment, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, that is a huge investment, that's a first-round draft pick, and I just think that it kills the value of that first-round draft pick, so, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I don't think it's, you wouldn't drop him at the, at this point, I don't think it's that bad, but... I really think Le'Veon Bell is going to take over the majority of the workload in the backfield. He's proven that he can do it. They can get really creative. You know, the Chiefs can. They can get really creative in how they use him. They can put him in the slot to catch the ball. You know, the way he runs the ball, I think, is a perfect fit. So it's it's great news if you're a Kansas City football fan. It's great news if you're Le'Veon Bell. It's great news for the Chiefs in general trying to win the Super Bowl. It's really bad news for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and it's really bad news for 
fantasy owners of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. It's, you know, fantasy football is not always fair. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just a tough blow. I personally thought he was going to go to Miami out of all the places. I know I had the Cardinals number one uh, yesterday, and I still think that was a, a great spot for Le'Veon Bell to go. But all things considered, he has a, you know, he hangs out in Miami. I think, I don't know if he has a home there, but spends a lot of time there. I figured he would choose the comfort of being somewhere where he, he wants to be and has, you know, a lot of connections, has his jet skis, has his escorts, has all those other things that uh, Le'Veon Bell's been uh, known to tweet about and uh, Instagram about and rap about. So, but, uh, you know, he, he actually made a really good decision on where he's going, and I, I think this helps the Kansas City Chiefs' chances of, of going to another Super Bowl. So good news all around in, in, in that respect. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview Starting now. So, moving into the Sunday afternoon games, the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins are favored by eight, and I I don't agree with that. You know, they lose Le'Veon Bell, and all of a sudden, the point spread goes out of whack. You know, Le'Veon Bell was a non-factor for the Jets anyways, so it's a division game. I think they lose, but I don't think they lose by eight. I'm taking the Jets and getting the points. From a fantasy perspective, football perspective on that you, you know you're starting Frank Gore the ageless wonder I, I don't think he gets a lot of yards because he just hasn't this whole year but uh, he, he could get a touchdown which makes him relevant and you, you definitely are going to be hoping for a touchdown on this one for Frank Gore but he's a good start in this matchup Miles Gaskins is a great start in this matchup he's actually a really good start in this matchup so he needs to be started in all formats so please, if you have Miles Gaskins, please play him. He'll definitely benefit you. Jamison Crowder, he averages double-digit points in every outing that he has, even with Joe Flacco. So it just seems like he, he doesn't get a lot of publicity, but I get it. He's on a bad team. No one talks about it. But uh, he just keeps on rolling and, and producing new points. So if you have him on your team, he's a good play this week. Please play him. And Bashar Perriman actually has a good matchup this week as well. I mean, he's been hurt, so there's some question marks about that. But overall, stat-wise, shows me that he's a good play. Devontae Parker doesn't necessarily have a good matchup. Jets line up well against him, but Devontae Parker is a good receiver. So he's their number one receiver. He's, he's one of those guys that I would still play regardless just because of who he is and and. Yeah, 
I, I like Devontae Parker, regardless of his matchup, and especially this one. Mike Kosicki, he's another one that can have a really big day. He should be started in all formats, actually. I, I think he gets a touchdown. And, uh, yeah, he could do some, some good things for your fantasy football team. Sitting Joe Flacco, I don't have faith in him. I didn't have faith with him when he played for the Ravens. Still don't have faith in him. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, I have him sitting, but I think this is one of the games that he can produce. And he's actually, Ryan Fitzpatrick's done great against everybody this year so far. So this is one where, you know, he's right on that borderline 12-13 range for quarterbacks. And I have him for sit, but he very well could be a start, especially with the bye weeks. Preston Williams, you're sitting him. He's getting a lot of publicity lately on on uh, you know being a, a good pickup again after a lot of people said to drop him. And I wouldn't play that week-to-week game with him. This isn't a great matchup for him, so I'd be dropping him. Isaiah Ford, same thing. And Chris Herndon, I'm just leaving for dead because he plays for the Jets. They don't use any of their talent that they have. So Chris Herndon should just be dropped in all formats at this point. The next game, and it's actually the only other Sunday afternoon game, they uh, really kind of shorted us in regards to the options of what games we should be watching. It's the uh, Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Green Bay's favored by a point and a half, and I'm going with it. I mean, Green Bay's undefeated. They have a great squad. I don't care that they're going to Tampa Bay. It's the battle of the Bay, you know, the Green Bay and the Tampa Bay. And I'm going with the Green Bay and giving up the point and a half. Starting a lot of people, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a great matchup, but Aaron Rodgers needs to be started in all formats. He went back from being kind of matchup dependent last year to just dominating every matchup this year. So Aaron Rodgers needs to be in your lineup. Ronald Jones has a really good matchup. Green Bay is one of the worst teams against the running back position. Ronald Jones is a good start here. I'm not worried about Leonard Fournette. I'm not worried about LaShawn McCoy. Play Ronald Jones with confidence. He needs to be in your lineup. Keyshawn Vaughn I have in here just for the pass-catching ability against Green Bay. They give up a lot of catches. and I like Keyshawn Vaughn better as a, a passing or, or receiving back more than Ronald Jones. So I have him on here. I think he gets sneaky and gets a, a touchdown or even two, but definitely one. Aaron Jones, he's on here for his receiving yards. The Buccaneers give up a ton of receiving yards to the running back position, and Aaron Jones is the man. He does both, and he just Aaron Jones is at the point where he's a start regardless. I think he has a big day. Devontae Adams, he has a bad matchup, but it's Devontae Adams. And then Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both decent plays just because the Packers are average at receiver defending it. It doesn't move the needle one way or the other, but Mike Evans and Chris Godwin's talent moves one way or the other. It definitely leans upwards, so they need to be started just because of who they are. Sitting Tom Brady, there's a lot of hype with Tom Brady. I get it. He's old. He's a goat of a quarterback, but uh, Tom Brady needs to be sat in this one. I don't like the matchup. I don't think he does well. And then Jamal Williams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's Everyone on the the Packers, basically, outside of who I just mentioned. Robert Tanyan, I I like Robert Tanyan a lot. I like what he's done. 
This is not going to be one of those games where I think he's productive. And that's the same for Rob Gronkowski and Cameron Brait. Uh, I don't like their matchups in this one either. And Scotty Miller, you just need to give up on Scotty Miller. You, you know, when you play him, he's not going to do anything. When he's on the bench, that's when he's going to perform. So keep him on your bench performing because it's better than him being in your lineup not performing. And that's the way I look at that whole situation. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm actually, this is the game I'm looking forward to. Obviously a lot more than the Dolphins and the Jets. And we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. The Sunday night game is the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. And the Rams are favored by three points. And I agree with that. I'm taking the Rams, giving up the three points. I think the Rams win by more than this. 49ers are really banged up. You know, they're they're finally starting to get a little bit healthy, but still not enough for my liking. And and I think the Rams are just the better overall team right now. And I think the Rams actually win the the Western division. So, I should say the the NFC West division. In regards to fantasy football... Starts and sits. I'm starting Jared Goff. The Niners have given up quite a bit of points to the quarterback, which is surprising, uh, you know, in the in this matchup because the the receivers don't necessarily s- score a lot of points. And it was kind of like it, you know, the same thing last week with the Rams, where you know Jared Goff should have been a start, but uh, you weren't sure who he was going to throw to, and then sure enough, uh, Jared Goff just had a really good day last week and was definitely top 12 worthy. So it's kind of the same situation this week. Jared Goff needs to be played. You need to start him. He's going to have a good week. Raheem Mostert needs to play. He's one of the lone bright spots for this 49ers team this week, is my prediction. And, uh, you know, Jared McKinnon, in that regard, I think, is a bench because of that. Mostert's back, going to get the majority of the carries, and I think that really limits what Jared McKinnon's going to do in this one because... The Rams are still decent at, at stopping the, the run, and um, so I think that kind of just phases out one of the running backs, and so I, I, I think Mostert gets the majority of those running back points this week. Cooper Cup, and I have on here, he has a bad matchup, but again, Jared Goff has to throw it to somebody, so why can't that somebody be Cooper Cup? The, the Niners are definitely weak in the you know defending the slot receiver, because they have some injuries at cornerback, and you know what what usually happens with the injuries at cornerback is when someone's hurt, the slot cornerback moves over to the outside, and there seems to be a conundrum of your weaker cornerbacks end up guarding the slot position. And in regards to this matchup, that's what happens. So I I think Cooper Cup actually has a pretty good day although the Niners aren't that bad at stopping the, the, the wide receiver position. George Kittle, he has, you know, he, he has a he needs to be started every week, so we don't really need to talk about it, but he has a ho-hum matchup. It's in the middle of the road, but George Kittle more than will make up for that and, and be a good start. Sitting-wise, you're sitting Jimmy Garoppolo, I do think he plays this week. There is some speculation on if he'd be recovered and if uh, C.J. Berthard, uh, Bethard was going to uh, start. And he's not. It's going to be Garoppolo. All the, all the ladies can rejoice since uh, everyone thinks he's a handsome man. Daryl Henderson, he, uh, he can sit. Malcolm Brown, he can sit. I don't like the matchups for any of these running backs for the Rams. 
you know, the, the three-headed monster, Akers, Henderson, Malcolm Brown, sit them all. It's just uh, they'll have better days ahead. Bobby Trees, you know, Robert Woods, of course, he can sit. I don't think this is a good matchup for him. Uh, I think they're going to focus on him, especially him being an outside receiver. So I don't expect the type of game he had last week. And then Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, they, all 49er receivers can be benched. The Rams do a really good job at tightening up the, you know, against those other uh, opposing receivers, and I think they're going to keep them in check the whole game. And even target-wise, the Niners don't pass enough for me to be comfortable starting them in this uh, matchup. Uh, the tight ends, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, on the Rams, they can be sat as well. You know, Everett had a pretty big game last week. He was some, you know, he's a pickup for some people. And unfortunately for this matchup, he, he needs to be on your bench until a better matchup arises. And, you know, Higby, he was disappointing last week. This matchup is, a, you know, a tough one compared to last week. So I don't see him being utilized uh, in this offense uh, because of just, you know, how good the 49ers defense is at defending him. So there you have it. We'll uh, move on to our next uh, our next game. To kick off the first Monday Night Football game is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. And Kansas City is favored by three and a half points. And I'm going to take it. You know, they, they just got Le'Veon Bell, which is a, a great fit, even though he's not going to play in this one. I, I just like the weapons on Kansas City. They had a bad week last week against the Raiders. So I think they come out with a vengeance. And Buffalo's had a tough two-week run. You know, they, they're at Tennessee, and now they play the Chiefs at home. So I think this is going to be a little losing streak for the Bills. Fantasy football-wise, uh, starting Patrick Mahomes, of course. Starting Josh Allen, he doesn't have a great matchup. But Kansas City gives up a lot of rushing yards to the quarterback. And, you know, if, you've been, if you been if you haven't been paying attention, that's where Josh Allen thrives. So you need to get him in there just for his rushing yards alone. Devin Singletary is a start. Zach Moss is a start. And, you know, Zach Moss, this will be his first game back after a long break from injury. And this might be his last chance to actually prove something because I think after this week he will be irrelevant with the addition of Le'Veon Bell. And uh, Devin Singletary is still going to be decent but not what you've been getting out of him. Tyreek Hill has a bad matchup but he can be started in all formats just because he's Ty- Tyreek Hill. He's like the fourth-rated receiver in all of football. So he's a start. Stephon Diggs is definitely a start. He gets like 17 targets a game. You're not benching him. And then Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the game. You're, you're starting him as well. You're, you're sitting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which is sad because this is probably his last uh, hurrah. But uh, he just has a bad matchup, so he needs to be on your bench. And then, you know, McCole Hardman... Gabriel Davis, John Brown plays, which I don't think he will. He's a bench as well. And then Dawson Knox. I mean, he has a good matchup in this one, but they really don't utilize the tight end very much in Buffalo. You know, they're far away from the Charles Clay days where he was always a decent option. And Dawson Knox, again, has a good matchup, but they just don't use him enough for him to be a good start this week. So... I'm uh, I'm actually excited about this game. I think it'll be fun. It'll be in- interesting to see how the Chiefs do against this Bills defense. And then, likewise, how Buffalo does and how they bounce back from their uh, disappointing loss last week. 
this last game, and I saved this for last because it is the Arizona Cardinals at the Dallas Cowboys. And with Dak Prescott breaking his leg, the Cardinals all of a sudden became three-point favorites at Dallas. And I don't know if everybody forgot, but Andy Dalton was a starting quarterback for many years. And he, with all those weapons around him, I still think Dallas wins this game. I, I don't think, obviously, Dallas has a great defense, but I don't think the Cardinals necessarily have a great defense either. So having said that, you're starting Kyler Murray. Uh, definitely starting Kyler Murray. I think running, passing, he's going to be a big threat. And then the the same forward, Kenyon Drake. And I know we're asking you to start Kenyon Drake again, and he's been nothing but a disappointment. But I, I think this is a game that uh, he thrives in, and he, he needs to be in your starting lineup. And, and having said that, I like Chase Edmonds too, again. I think you can start both of them because Edmonds has also been a pretty big receiving threat for the Cardinals. And I, I think that they'll, target-wise, they'll kind of split that volume at running back. I just think it's going to be a great day for running back position in general, and they're, they're both going to get their, their cut of that uh, those points in that backfield. Ezekiel Elliott, definitely a start running, receiving. He's going to annihilate the Cardinals. I think he's actually one of the starts of the week. Uh, if he doesn't turn out to be the number one running back this week, uh, I mean, maybe number two with Derrick Henry, but... Uh, he's lined up to have a big day. And, and we don't need to talk about it because you're not thinking about benching Elliott anyways. DeAndre Hopkins, same type thing. You're not thinking about benching him, but he has a good matchup. Christian Kirk is a really good play here. I would put Larry Fitzgerald on here, but my issue with Larry Fitzgerald is he's had some good matchups in the you know earlier this year and hasn't done anything. So I think they're really phasing away from Larry Fitzgerald. But Christian Kirk... I think he's going to dominate this one. I think he's going to have a big day. Cowboys give up a ton of yards to any uh, receiver on the field. So start Christian Kirk with confidence. CeeDee Lamb, I like him. Cardinals do a pretty good job at defending the wide receiver position, but that slot position, they're still kind of weak, and that's where CeeDee Lamb kind of roams and uh, matriculates through the, uh, down the field. So he's going to be getting a lot of targets, and I just like his matchup this week. So start him. And then Dan Arnold, I'm putting him as a start because the stats say that, you know, the Cowboys are horrible at defending the tight end. So they haven't used them all year, but this might be the game where they decide to because it'd be to their benefit. So uh, stat-wise, he shows up as a start for me. The opposite of the Dawson Knox situation, I just feel like there's more, there's upside here for Arnold. Sitting Andy Dalton. Uh, I know I just said he has weapons around him and he's an NFL quarterback and Dallas should win, which I think they do, but I think they do that on the back of Ezekiel Elliott and the Cardinals actually do a decent job defending the pass and uh, they they have really good stats against the quarterback. So um, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, they are also uh, they are also sits. I hate to say it because I think Michael Gallup's the best receiver in Dallas. Just nobody will get him the ball. Maybe with Andy Dalton, uh, he'll see a revival. That could happen. But uh, I, I'm, I'm looking to bench both of those. And then Dalton Schultz. You know, last year was a strategy to start the tight end that was playing against the Cardinals. And I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the draft of Isaiah Simmons. But they defend the tight end pretty well. And this is not a good matchup for Dalton Schultz. I, I think he's going to have a bad game. So he can safely be on your bench.
this is the fun part of the segment where I go through my FanDuel lineup. And I, I like to go and talk about what I did the previous week, but that's not possible because FanDuel's system crashed and everyone got their money refunded. So I'd like to believe I was close to the money, but I, I don't know. So I, I'm not going to, to boast or say that I didn't because who knows. But uh, this is a new week. So let's see what my picks are, and hopefully you take some of this advice to build your lineup and uh, get in the money, and make some money this weekend. My first start is Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. He's $7,600, great value, playing a Cleveland defense that's just horrific, gives up a lot of points. You saw what the Cowboys did. You actually saw what a lot of teams did. Cleveland just uh, has had a pretty potent rushing attack, so they've been able to compensate. So I like Roethlisberger at home in this mat, you know, in this uh, lineup, especially at $7,600. It saves me a lot of money. My first running back is Alexander Madison. And usually Dalvin Cook's like $900 to $8,600 to $9,000. And, and Madison's at seven. And not that he's Dalvin Cook by any means, but he has an amazing matchup against the Falcons. And I just think he's a great start and could be a big, you know, top three running back this week. So he's definitely in my lineup. Uh, Derrick Henry's in my lineup. I think he's going to be the top running back of the week against this Houston Texans defense. They're ranked 27th against the rush. He's at 9,000, so he's really, really expensive. But it was worth it to me because I just am really, I really like his, uh, his, uh, his ceiling. Adam Thielen. He's been a top three receiver almost every week, so I haven't had him in my lineup yet. I'm throwing him in there. Atlanta's 25th against the pass, so obviously you can tell I think Minnesota's going to score a lot of points against this Atlanta Falcons defense. But at $7,400 for a top three receiver, felt it was worse, uh, worth the, uh, the cost. And speaking of scoring consistently throughout the every week, I have Jamison Crowder. When he's not hurt and he's actually playing, he's been, uh, you know, a, a top 10 receiver every single week, and no matter who the quarterback is. So I like him in that slot position, even with Joe Flacco. So he's at $6,600. I like that value. Throw Jamison Crowder in there. He's, he's a cheaper option, but, you know, he gets a lot of targets, and I'll take those targets every day for that price. And at... My third receiver spot, I have Chase Claypool. He's at $5,500. Cleveland's 30th against the wide receiver position, so really you can throw anyone in there. Chase Claypool just happened to be the cheapest, but Deontay Johnson's out, and you saw what Chase Claypool did last week when Dante, uh, Deontay Johnson was out. So I don't think he you know, repeats that, but I definitely think he has a, a lot of targets and will have a good day. Janu Smith I have at tight end. He's questionable, but I... He's just—he's a top—he's a top tight end, or at least second in all of, of football. So, at fifty-eight hundred dollars, I think it's a steal, and it's not a huge advantage matchup-wise because uh, Houston's fifteenth against the tight end position. But I don't care. I'm playing Janu Smith with confidence. I—he's been—you know—he's been averaging double-digit points every week, so I expect that to continue. My flex spot, I have James Robinson for Jacksonville against Detroit. Detroit is one of the worst teams against the running back position. Robinson's only $6,500. I banked on him last week, and he was a bust. I don't expect that to happen two weeks in a row. 
So with this matchup, I really like, and James Robinson is my start at my flex. My defense, I have Miami Dolphins, and this is against the New York Jets. Any team against the New York Jets with as much as they turn over the ball, I'm going to put in there. And, you know, I thought about the Colts uh, and maybe shifting some other players over to, to start the Colts, but I'll be honest, I just like this Miami Dolphins matchup against the Jets. I, I think they're going to dominate and uh, maybe even score more than the, the, the Colts this week. So that's my lineup, and uh, it'll be exciting to see how you know it holds up, and we'll talk about it next week. So on to our next segment. Now it's time for the Burke and Mizzawiz Montalban Stars of the Week. Let's see who they are. Let's get into the stars of the week. This is a, a little segment where I like to try to pick the top three players at each position, fantasy point-wise, and I like to see how I match up. Obviously, it's a uh, it's, it's it's tough to do, but um, I I'm gonna try to nail it this week. Number three at quarterback, star of the week is Kyler Murray at the Cowboys. I think he, you know, he has an amazing matchup against this horrid Cowboys defense. It's Monday night, so everyone will be watching it. I think he can rush for one or two touchdowns, throw for two or three touchdowns. So I just think he has an amazing day. That leads me to him being my number three. Number two is Matthew Stafford versus the Jaguars. Jaguars, after their first uh, week win against the Colts, have just looked horrid, and everyone against them has done pretty well. And I think this is a breaking out game for Matthew Stafford. He hasn't had one yet, and this is you know, a, a prime matchup for him to do that. So I think it finally happens. He has his receivers healthy. I actually think we might see a Marvin Jones appearance. Hawkinson has an amazing matchup, so I'm, uh, I'm going with Matthew Stafford as my number two. My number one is Patrick Mahomes, and it's kind of cheating, easy way out, but Bills are atrocious defending the quarterback position. Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's really just going to feast on this Bills defense. I know it's at Buffalo, but, uh, I mean, you, you put one of the best quarterbacks against a, a, a bad matchup, and I, I just it's too good to be true. So he's my number one star of the week at quarterback. At running back, my number three star of the week is Alexander Madison versus the Falcons. Davin Cook would be here if he was playing, but he's not, and I don't think there's much of a drop-off with Madison. This Falcons defense is horrid. It's definitely horrid against defending the run. And Madison is a, a good back. I think he would be starting for most teams if he wasn't behind Dalvin Cook. So he would be my number three choice for sure. My number two is James Robinson versus the Detroit Lions. Lions are horrible at defending the pass and the rush, unfortunately. James Robinson can do both. He's really dynamic. And I that leads me to, you know see a lot that I like in this matchup for uh, James Robinson and I think you know after his mediocre game last week he rebounds from that and has an amazing game this week my number one star of the week again is kind of a no-brainer but Derrick Henry versus the Houston Texans Texans aren't very good at stopping the rush Derrick Henry is good at running the ball Texans have given up a hundred yard rusher I think almost every week this year and Derrick Henry is 
probably in for a Dalvin Cook-like performance against the Texans, where Dalvin Cook rushed for 100 yards and two touchdowns. I think we can see the same with Derrick Henry. Moving to wide receiver, my number three wide receiver is A.J. Brown versus the Texans. And I say this because the or A.J. Brown totally dominates the Texans. Last year he had like two touchdowns, 100 yards receiving, um, I th- or in a another one that was just barely under 100 yards and, and a couple touchdowns. I mean, he dominated in both games. So uh, I, I like to go off of history with my picks sometimes, and A.J. Brown definitely fits that where he has a history that uh, where he does really well against an opponent, so I'm sticking with it. My number two is Calvin Ridley at the Vikings, and I put him there because Julio Jones is playing. If Julio Jones doesn't play, I don't think he's stood, uh, stood up as being the number one guy. But uh, when he's the number two guy, he's excellent, especially in a really bad matchup. Vikings can't defend the pass. So I, I think this is prime for Calvin Ridley just to really have a, a big uh, a big week. My number one wide receiver is DeAndre Hopkins at the Cowboys. And I like DeAndre Hopkins a lot. He's going to really feast against the the Cowboys secondary. They're horrible. He gets like 20 targets. I'm joking, but not really. He really gets about 14 to 17 targets a game. So just that volume is going to make him the number one receiver. So I'm excited to see this Monday night game, and I'm excited to see what uh, DeAndre Hopkins does. At tight end, the number three tight end is Evan Ingram against Washington. Evan Ingram's had some good matchups and hasn't produced, but you know, last week he had a touchdown called back, so I think he would have had a good week outside of that. And this week I don't think he gets that touchdown called back, and he has a great matchup against the Redskins. So having said that, if he does lay an egg, then I'm pretty much off the Evan Ingram train forever on that. Janu Smith is my number two tight end versus the Texans. Janu Smith is a amazing tight end. He doesn't even have a great matchup here. Texans are middle of the road, like 15th against the tight end, and that's fine with me. Janu Smith is that much of a talent. I liked him all season. I liked him before the season, and I just think he keeps that up. He's going to be a dynamic force, and uh, again, this is one of those ones where a guy doesn't have a great matchup necessarily, but he still excels because of just the type of player he is. Uh, My number one is Travis Kelsey at the Bills. This one's kind of easy, too. Mahomes is going to throw it to somebody because he's going to have a big day. It's going to be Travis Kelsey. The Bills are really bad against defending the tight end position. Travis Kelsey is a really good tight end. You put those two together, and it's going to be a a masterful game for Travis Kelsey. It, the stars are going to align, and he's going to be the top fantasy option at tight end this, this uh, week. Uh, this week six. Anyway, that's my predictions. We'll see how they pan out. And, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. All right, that's it. We're done. You've been listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Ms. The Wiz Montalban. I appreciate you listening. And we'll see how the games unfold. Should be exciting. Hope you win all your bets. Hope you win your fantasy football week. We'll be uh, back next week to talk about it. So take care and good luck.